Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ and Zach. Hey, hey, hey. Get right into it. Yeah, we are. We're doing a midday episode, so my daughter is sleeping. You know, we're at kind of at her mercy here. So we're going to pound this one out and uh, get going. So week stay, four preview. Stay chill, Mags. Stay chill. I hope so. Uh, so we're Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Jump in the Fantasy Hockey Discord. Pop right into injuries. It's going to be a speed round. That's what it's going to. It be. is going to be a speed round. Okay, starting off, David Gre- uh, David Krejci, our boy. Uh, he took a stick to the face. Uh, he is day to day right now. Uh, JT Miller, Roger's boy, day to day with an undisclosed. Uh, Valerie Nichushkin. Go check it out. I don't know if you heard it. it like I did. I did. It sounded like a bump. Valerie Nachushkin are, you know, another five-hole favorite. He is out with a lower body injury. He did not play Friday. And, uh, you know, he may be out for some small amount of time here. Uh, Marshan came back. That friggin', that friggin' guy. He came back uh, in his one game played. Uh, Marshan scored two freaking goals and assist. Uh, but then was a healthy scratch on Friday. So uh, they said it was just kind of like uh, they're being careful. Um, yeah, they're not going to play him on back-to-backs. Yeah, So, uh, but he did have a great game in his first game back. Um, Jeff Carter, he sustained a lower body injury. Actually, a lot of lower body injuries going. The rest of them are. Jeff Carter, lower body injury. John Carlson and TJ Oshie both left their game on Saturday with lower body injuries and did not return. And this one hurts, TJ. Jay Cottinger. Yeah, still don't know what's up with that. So DeBoer did say that, like, you know, I, I guess there is kind of a silver lining here. He didn't return to the game, but he did return to the bench. And DeBoer may have seemed like, you know, that he, he was getting seen by doctors, but at least that is a good sign. Dude, fucking Jake Ottinger has a 9.52 this season and a 1.4 goals against average. He is so good. It's sad that he is out right now. That's my guy, and we all know that. Uh, Jonas Corposalo, he's back. They recalled him today. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do with Tarasov, but that game starts in like five minutes. So we're recording. It's like 1.50 in the afternoon here. Just want to toss that one in. All right. Well, I'm not yeah, gonna let's lie. Start off, I have the Eagles game on. No, let's start off right with now. with some storylines. Um, Evan Bouchard took a couple reps on the top power play unit. Had 4:01 power play time on ice. Get this though, Tyson Berry had seven minutes power play time on ice. So I don't know if it's like sustained power play one because uh, Berry in the game against Calgary yesterday also had power play one. He got 60 percent of the power play time on ice. So like I'm. I don't know what to make of it because, you know, I, I had that take where Bouchard's just been stupid, underwhelming. Uh, and then, of course, he goes off. He gets three assists in his last three games since I dropped him. Uh, and then had that, you know, extended look on the power play. A game against Chicago, I can't believe they lost it. Like, we're we're still in bizarro world, which is, it's weird how this, the early season. Toronto can't beat bad teams, but they're, you know, they're hanging with good teams. A lot of really weird stuff. So I don't know what to make of Bouchard at this point. You know, obviously he's still pretty 
still pretty relevant. I needed to make room. I had Marchand coming back, so there were definitely Tom already picked him up. So that's what it is. Um, yeah, shit happens, man. Shit happens. Um, all right, Vancouver. I wish Raj was here for this one. I can't. We can't get a hold of him, so we just had to go because the window of my daughter sleeping is uh, finite. Is finite. Yeah. <laughs> so he just had to roll. Um, but yeah, Vancouver made a couple trades. Michael DiPietro and they had a right-handed defensive prospect went to Boston, and there were there were two sides of Vancouver Twitter after that trade. Um, I, I'm gonna have to look up the name of the the prospect, and and that just kind of goes into it too. Is you know he is he's their best right-handed shot prospect, but it's like they're so thin at that position. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Mirenberg. So yes, it, it stinks to give up a very scarce, scarce position, whichever it is. I don't know. Um, which is it? Do you know? Scarce. <laughs> you just love saying that it's like one of your, it's, it's one of your favorite words. Anyway. So it's a very thin position, right-handed seven. defensive prospects. I like Jack's technique. You know, though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like Jack's technique. You know, his ceiling seems to have plateaued a little bit and reached the end of his line in Boston. So this is kind of a win-win for everybody. Michael DiPietro fell down the depth chart with Spencer Martin, Thatcher Demko. Um, you know, things just happen. And then Vancouver goes and gets uh, Ethan Bear and Lane Peterson for a fifth-round pick from Carolina who retained 400K on Bear. Um, I don't know. Like, the Vancouver is very divided about this because – their forward depth is not lacking whatsoever. They have a shit ton of guys. They, they can barely keep them all on the roster as it is, and they're bringing in Jack Sudnika. Uh, the Ethan Bear move, I think that's great. You know, for a fifth-round pick, you get a you know puck move in D. That's good. So just want to do a – I don't know. Is on there any fantasy the relevance here, all you think? On, like, in all honesty, Carolina was not really using Ethan Bear. Yeah, I think like, this is he all. Was, he was pretty. He was pretty down on their depth chart, and they just weren't using him. Uh, you know, he remember he did get sick, and and pretty much the whole thing with him, or at least as far as you know, the talk down here was after he got sick, he just kind of wasn't the same. So I think a new place for Ethan Bear is going to be a good thing. I think that a new place for all these guys is a new thing or a good thing. Like a lot of this just screams do right by the player like Michael DiPietro has a chance now in Boston to to climb up there you know obviously you have Swayman but they just pitched uh Vladar who wound up in Calgary so like they you know they get to sort out their goaltending depth there Ethan Bear obviously going to help Vancouver's uh defense because that's been a that's been a big issue but anyway uh Gabriel Velarde our guy uh unseated Kevin Fiala on line one in Los Angeles and just keeps on rolling. Fiala, who was ice cold, uh, moved to line three. So I don't know. I don't know. Is this a good buy low time for Fiala? Like, obviously, he is a guy that, um, you know, second highly half drafted. is kind of his thing, right? Yeah. Highly drafted, too. Like, yeah. Whew. I don't think this is long term. Like, you look at the sustainability, the underlying stats of Gabriel Velarde, and there's no way that this is going to continue for 82 games. So when that does it's eventually the cool shooting down, percentage. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, it's barely it's underlying it. even. So it's pretty much uh, on the surface. You can see it. Like Velarde is, yeah. is not going to continue at this pace. So things are going to round out. I think Fiala, 
you know, comes, they just spent what, 7 million. I forget the exact number, but like they, they paid the guy as like a first liner. Uh, so, you know, if I'm making bets here, Fiala is going to be back on line one before, before Christmas. Not but that's even the perfect it. thing to do, though. Like, why would you not go in on a guy who is on an amazing hot streak? That's if if he's still available until he's off that hot streak, that's when you're dropping him. Like, you're still going out and getting a Gabe Velarde, even though his what is his shooting percentage like? It's like twenty four percent or twenty six percent, something like that. It's up there. He's got seven goals on twenty seven shots, so he's going on like almost a third to a quarter yeah so like 25 percent. you're bang on it's not going to continue but he's playing hot like hot hands a coach putting hot hands in the game does not stop at goalies like you can't you know they're gonna the hot hand is gonna move up to the first line and Villardi's hands right now they're fucking scorching so let it ride all right Raj has some notes here um I'm going to skip the rest of that stuff. Like we'll talk about John Klingberg on Tuesday trends. Um, Roger's got some stuff here. His standout performance was Ilya Mishiev, who I guess Roger last week was, um, you know, he was, he was pretty down on these guys and it was easy to be down on the Vancouver Canucks. They were winless. They were uh, not playing well. And then they, they found their spark. Like they finally put together a win him and Kuzmenko start to find chemistry. Mishiev's got five points, eight shots on goal, two power play points, three hits, three blocks all last week. You know, things look good there. Uh, I don't want to speak too much for Raj, but let's move on to your standouts here. Man, there's a name. Um, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was interesting because we brought him up, uh, what, two episodes ago, and that's Max Domi. 26% owned. He had a goal and three assists this past week and three of those points were all in hit or were you know in the last game that he played uh we put a spotlight on domi and he actually came through so i'm pretty fucking excited about it um and then like we were talking about uh um i did bring up jake ottinger here uh he did uh he is down to a 952 so i mean he's God, definitely declining from the 960 so yeah i know um, just follow but yeah. follow the trend line. I just wanted to point out how fantastic he was. But yeah, I, I, I picked Max Doby. He was my standout player of the week. Because, you know, he's very available and he's going out there and doing it. Uh, that's the guys that I'm going to usually try to, you know, do these standout performers. I went with Zach Hyman, who went over a goal per game last week with a little help of the empty net, but no big deal. Uh, five goals, two assists in his last four games. Uh, two penalty minutes, a power play goal, 17 shots in four games. So shooting very, very good. Um, they're throwing things at the wall in Edmonton, and it's really starting to work. They got R&H inside the top six again, and things are things are working. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I mean, just by himself, he's got six points in the last four. There's, I don't know. I mean, McDavid's obviously going to be inside the top 10 always. Dreisaitl's playing out of his mind. Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. A lot of good things coming out of Edmonton right now. Let's get into the uh, the tips of the week. I see you're, you're typing a little bit, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right into it. Um, this week sucks. This week sucks for streaming. It really does. Like, the light nights are very light, and the teams to be streaming from are, are tough. Like, we're going at the bottom of the barrel. If you're looking for offense, it's 
like what is it? It's Carolina and Buffalo, and that is brutal. Light nights are very light. Heavy nights are very heavy. You're going to be leaning on your roster quite a bit. So I think, you know, if there there are some guys that um, you're fighting to whether or not you're going to keep them, whether or not you're going to drop them. Like Tuesday's got 12 games, Thursday 13, Saturday 14. You're going to have guys on your bench. And if one of those bench guys is somebody that you've been debating whether or not to to hold on to or to drop, you might you might this might be the week to do it because you're going to have guys on your bench on the heavy nights. Monday's only got 3 games. Wednesday 2, Friday 2, Sunday 3. We're really throwing darts here at Buffalo and Carolina players. Like we're talking about Casey Middlestat this week. We're talking about Victor Olofsson. We're like we're not going for hey Victor you know, Olofsson. He's really attractive streamer I like Victor guys. Olofsson. That second line looks really good too in Buffalo. So I think anybody on that second line when we get to the streamers, but it's you know I don't know if we're gonna have week long holds. That's the thing. So we're gonna talk about guys that uh, are good for week long holds, but I think we might be talking spot starts this week. If you got four ads, there's four off nights. Make an ad every off night and just kind of go from there. The problem is, like those off nights, it's only Buffalo and Carolina. Buffalo is the only team that plays Monday, Wednesday. Carolina, the only team that plays Friday, Sunday. So when we're doing the weekend preview, Carolina is the only team, the only one. And like the guys that are worth talking about, Martin Nietzsche, Seth Jarvis, these guys are like right around 50%. I think Nietzsche, last time I looked, he was like 47%. Seth Jarvis is like 53, 54. So it's tough. Like they're we're really reaching at this point. So that's my tip is just you know, stay on top of your schedule. Day to day. My tip Puck. my tip for this week is get right off the bat on Monday and pick the right game. And the right game is the Blues versus the Kings. It's gonna and I really think it's gonna be a high scoring game. The Blues have given up four or more goals in, uh, or no, they've given up three or more goals in four straight games. I almost said that backwards. The Kings, Kings, given up three or more goals in eight out of their ten games so far this season. On top of the fact that the Blues also just gave up, what, seven goals against, was it the Canadians last night? I believe so. They gave up a ton of goals last night. Bennington for all of them. So, with only three games on Monday, I think this is the game that you really have to look at. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring, and, you know, I'm taking that game, and I'm going heavy on it. Get some, get out to a lead right away. There are, um, there's a good chance the over hits in that game. Like, both of those teams, the Kings and the Blues, have been, you know, through seven games as far as it's been in the season so far, have seen... They've been high offensive teams. They've been bad defensive teams. So, like, they have shown every single angle. And that game could very well be, like, 6-5. to five. Um, It's going to be a bruiser. All right, let's get into the best and the worst schedules here. We talked about Carolina and Buffalo right off the, right off the hop. Uh, four games, three off nights. Those are the only teams. Four games, two off nights. That's Detroit. Four games, one off night. Florida, Washington, the Kings here, and uh, Anaheim. Bad schedules is uh shit. I don't think I updated that one. Did I? Is it St. Louis again? Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Winnipeg, Columbus all have two games. St. Louis has another two game week. 
and the Colorado Avalanche have a two-game week. Damn, like I, I thought I fucking typoed here because St. Louis, out of four weeks, they have had the worst schedule, three out of them so far. It is really tough owning St. Louis Blues right now. Even tougher owning like Jordan Kiru, who's ice cold at this point. So, um, you know, if we're talking... We're going to talk in trends about Arturi Lekkanen. Um, Evan Rodriguez got moved up to the top line. So I don't know. What would you do with Lekkanen right now? Colorado, bad schedule. He got moved off the top line. I think he's still on the top power play. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd find it hard to drop Lekkanen. If I drop Lekkanen, TJ picks him up. That's that would be that would be a hard pill to swallow because I think that he has a really high upside, especially even on that second line. Like I'm I'm holding on that one. Just chill for a second on the Lekkanen. It's tough. He's uh, six points in nine games. He's been cold a little bit. I don't know. The Only the time on ice is still very games, much, huh? Well, how many of those were in the first two games? I, I think five you. of them were. I feel you. you. It's just hard to believe that Lekkanen is, you know, the bottom of your roster, even though he doesn't have those games played this week. Yeah, so But six also points, at the same time, at least they're both against fucking Columbus. Six points in nine games also has two points in his last seven. So that's where Lekkanen is right now. He put up four points in his first two games against Calgary, Chicago, and just hasn't really... I mean, he's putting up shots here and there consistently above 20 minutes time on ice, so I don't know. That's a tough one. Real tough one. All right. um, St. Louis, Columbus, Winnipeg, Minnesota. You know, I got Ryan Hartman on my roster right now just for the Sunday game. Uh, He'll be gone. You know, Cole Perfetti out of Winnipeg, he can go. Uh, if you're looking at, like, Jack Roslavic from Columbus, drop him. Colorado, I mean, Lekkanen's a fucking tough one. It's a really tough one. Um, I don't know. Hit us up on Twitter and uh, let us know, like, who you're thinking about picking up. But you got you got a drop here. You got an add and a hold. Let's talk about it. Um. Okay. So, for my drop, I'm dropping Noah Hannafin. Um, he is 60% owned right now. He has zero points this season. He's off that top power uh, that top power play, which we've seen Rasmus Anderson on. He's been playing pretty fucking shitty, and he is sixty percent owned with zero points. That's the down thing. to fifty seven. So people are people are onto yeah. it. So I am dropping Noah Hannafin. He's my number one drop. On top of the fact that, I mean, the, I believe they play on all heavy nights this week. I'm fine with losing him. Uh, my add and hold. At the same time, is Anders Lee, like we talked about before. He had another assist last night. Um, at least when I did this, he was fifty percent, or he was fifty-two percent owned. Um, but he is increasingly rising in ownership. So I'm picking up Anders Lee now, while you still can. Islanders have been on another level right now, too. They've been playing their, very well, last, and he's been a part of a games, lot of those points. The last two games, they put up how many goals? Six and five, so eleven goals say, in the yeah, last two least, games. At least five in both. I couldn't remember exactly what. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, so mine's not a drop. Mine's more of a chopping block, and it would be a lot closer if Carolina didn't have the uh, the best schedule this week. And it's Seth Jarvis. I've got my eye on this guy just because I don't. 
Like he's not matching his deployment in terms of production. You can't cut him this week because of Carolina's schedule, but it's it's definitely en route to the last straw for me. Um, at the time of writing this, he had two what two points in his last five games. Um, checking his last, he's got two points in his last eight at this point. Um, let's see what he did in his last game. I think that was against Philly. Yeah, no points, one shot, thirteen minutes time on ice. So Brent Burns, I'm holding on. Big, oh, he did. He finally got a goal. Um, looking at Jarvis this week as kind of my last straw. Like if if you know he's on notice, if he doesn't produce this week with a you know four game three off night week. Uh, I got to cut bait. And at this point, he's 53% rostered. I can imagine he goes up. Um, he's actually 50% rostered. So people are already dropping him. But, um, you know, this being such a good week, if he's available in your league, like this is weird. I'm saying, like, I don't like him, but also he's maybe one of the best options for this week. Him and uh, this Martin week. Nietzsche. This yeah. week. Yeah. So but hopefully it's things so, can change. It's, it's hard to, you know get off of a, a top line player and like he's still pretty solidified into that top line like yeah. it's not like they've really moved him down the lineup to you know shake things up or anything uh martin Nietzsche's could get a look on that top line but they're keeping jarvis there no that second line is playing out of their mind right now so i don't think they break up that second line at all and they did do a little bit of in-game maintenance, like Teravainen was taken off the top line, and they put Jordan Martinuk up there. So, you know, at this point, they're they're pointing the fingers at Turbo and not at Jarvis yet, but uh, we'll see what happens. Like, Rod Brindamore is notorious for changing his lines. Uh, my hold is Jake DeBrusque. 33 shots on goal in his last seven, uh, almost five shots per game, point per game during that span. He is, he's looking really, really feisty. And uh, he kept his spot on the top power play, even with Marchand coming back. They were running a five forward power play. Now with Krejci out, I wonder what they're going to do. Like, it, you know, DeBrusque's spot not in jeopardy. I'm just wondering who that fifth piece is going to be. Um, but yeah, he's got seven points in his last eight. Um, I don't know what his last game looked like. I'm looking that up right now. Uh, they played Columbus, and he had a goal <laughs> and six shots. So. He's still keeping it up. Two hits, two blocks. Definitely holding Jake DeBrusque, who at the time of writing this was 46% rostered, and he's still 46% rostered. So he's my hold. Definitely holding him through this week. Let's uh, let's get into streamer suggestions. Zach, you'll you'll start us off, and then we'll uh, we'll tag team Rogers' picks here. All right. So first off, um, my number one streamer suggestion is Victor Olofsson for goals. And while, like, I had written this beforehand, and he had another two goals last night. Uh, he loves to shoot. Um, this is definitely a points-only guy. Uh, but, I mean, you got to love all these off nights. And he's only 13% owned. So, with Buffalo having a good schedule this week, Victor Olofsson is probably my number one because he is so available. And also, he is legit getting points. So this is the time that you want to jump on uh, Vic Olofsson. Um, and in all honesty, I'm not saying that he is by any means a hold. But at this time, this week, I'm on him. Uh, number two, Gabe Velarde. Uh, obviously, we talked about him a little bit earlier. 
Um, and we're not going to stop talking about him until he stops. Um, but he is 47% owned, so he is still under 50%. He's on that no, top line. Oh, not he's anymore. over 50% now? Up what to is 54, he up to? yeah. People Ooh, are see, on. that's what I'm saying. So, you know, in a span of, you know, 28 hours. hours, yeah, something that's like that. Okay. Like, we're, he is up, uh, what, another 7%. Um, but dude, four shots on goal each of his last two games, um, two goals and assist in that time. He's just playing really well. I understand that the uh, the twenty five point nine percent shooting percentage definitely scary. I understand that, but that's when you want to get on somebody when they are yeah. doing that. He is going to cool down, and that's a fact. But while he's still doing it, why are you not Ride picking him up? Ride the wave, baby. Yeah. Uh, my last one is one of my old favorites, and that's Colton Pareko. Uh, he is 13% owned, but I wanted to kind of throw in a, uh, a hits and blocks guy, and that's something that Pareko does. On top of the fact that he does shoot, and he does get points. I mean, it's not like he's a, uh, you know, he's not a, a Brent Burns or anything like this, where he's going to be really shooting all over the place, but he's definitely going to get you hits and blocks and has a chance of points. 13% and this, by the way. I think with a week like this, like getting defensemen, you know, maybe you're riding low on defensemen or or just looking for bangs, like you're going to be most of the teams this week have heavy schedules, so it's it's going to be hard fitting people in. My first uh my first pick is Casey Middlestat. You know, one goal, four assists in his last six games. Um again, I got to check and see if he did anything to add on to that. One goal and five assists. In his la- in uh, on the season so far, not shooting a ton, um, but he is on the second power play unit. He is centering the second line with your Victor Olafson and Jack Quinn, who is on the top power play, but is not putting Jack up top Quinn power ain't play doing numbers. Shit though, yeah, he's three percent rostered. He's got one assist, three shots on goal in his last four. Um, so there's not a ton going on for him. Let's check his um, let's check his last game. Oh, he did shoot a bunch of times in his last game, so good for you, Jack Quinn. Uh, his game log. Let's get to it. Sorry. Doing this on the fly here. Five shots against Chicago. So, okay, maybe, you know, with that kind of outburst, he might be a little interesting, but um, I would I would pick Middlestat ahead of him. I would honestly, I would pick Jeff Skinner ahead of him. He's got three points in his last three games, seven shots, and that's been... You want to hear something wild? Tage Thompson has 20 shots in his last three games. You and did people, not mishear and me. people have been down on Tage Thompson. Well, he put up a fucking game last game. Uh, two goals, one assist. So he's somebody, like, just go check. 65% right now. You know, he has been cold up until last game, but we know what he did last year. We know what kind of player he is. Tom and Ice has uh, dipped down a little bit, but he he's producing. He's starting to produce like just look at the shot volume 20 shots in his last three games 16 in his last two that's eight shots a game that's nuts so you know if he's out there i I would definitely get him as a streamer this week but um you know for for more availability i'm looking at jeff skinner i'm looking at casey middlestat uh olafson like you said uh another just go check is martin nietzsche who just won't stop he can't stop, and at this point, he's forty-eight percent rostered. So, sorry, it's he's a got song. Two, <laughs> two goals, two assists in his last three games, ten shots in that span. 
uh, is taking faceoffs, which is actually pretty surprising. I don't know if that has to do with uh, Jesperi Kakanyemi maybe not doing as much, but he's like tit for tat. Uh, Nietzsche has 27 faceoffs, and Jesperi Kakanyemi's got 36. So like it's really not too far off in the last three games here. Uh, Kakanyemi, not for some reason, he's just not getting in on the Svechnikov and Nietzsche's points. Like he is, it's almost like he's purposefully trying not to be. But Nietzsche is right now he's an easy top 75 player uh, in most leagues. So he's he's the guy I'm looking at. He's on that second line, which is red hot. He's shooting a good amount, uh, and he has been consistent. Like if you look at his last three games, his average time on ice is 20 minutes. So that's fantastic. Everything there except for the shooting percentage looks really really good. Alexander Kerfoot is my last one. He's 10% center, left wing, right wing. Toronto does only have three games this week, but they got two off nights, which are hard to come by this week. He's tri-eligible, so even on that heavy night, there is more flexibility for you to possibly get him on your roster. And he's on the line, too. He took Nicky Bobby's spot there, Nick Robertson. So, you know, if you have Nick Robertson, I would switch him out for Kerfoot at this point. I'm not sure what's going on with, with Nick Robertson at this point, but... Uh, you know, Kerfoot's inside the top six, so he's the guy I'd be going with. Uh, I will take, hmm, I'm going to take one of Rogers here, and it's going to be Philip Peronic. Ah, um, see, that's yeah, bullshit. I'm taking, I, that, that's I'm taking the good that one here. That is horse shit. I was going to take that one. Um, He's yeah. running the top power play. Uh, they're pretty split power plays at this point, but Peronic's got the same Tom and Ice decider, uh, just a little bit better deployment at this rate. So when you're looking at um, the two side by side, the offensive production right now is going to Ronick. You know, Sider's got one assist in his last four. Ronick's got two. One of them's on the power play. He's got seven shots to Sider's four. Sider obviously going to be bringing the bangs. Um, but you know, we're talking about a guy who's going to be uh, offensive production. And Detroit's one of the teams that um, they're the literally the only team with two off nights and four games this week. So. You know, you're looking at Olimadas. You're looking at Adam Ernie's if you're looking for hits. Um, Joe Valeno is even hitting a bunch. Ben Sherratt for bangs. Um, you know, lots to go there. So why don't you take your next pick? Um, I'm going to take Dylan Strom. I'll take, mm. He had Dylan Strom down here, and I actually do like Dylan Strom. Um, he's 24% owned. Line one, power play one. He has that Monday off night. Um, and even though it's not the best schedule for Washington, they do have a, a you know a pretty easy road at it at least for the week. But what you have to like is next week they have a perfect schedule. Oh, so this is a two-week hold, eh? It could be interesting. I mean, you have to admit, like you might as well get in early on somebody. Um, he has a decent schedule this week, a fantastic schedule next week. Um, so I'm, I'm in on it. Dig it. I'm looking at uh, Rogers' last one here, and it's Carter Verhage. Uh, Florida's got four games. The only off night that they do have at this point is on Sunday, uh, but it's a super easy road trip. Uh, Arizona, San Jose, L.A., Anaheim. You know, outside of L.A., that's th- those are plush games. Uh, Verhage's been pretty quiet so far Raj puts down here there's always a potential to break out like you know for a while we were waiting for Barkov to break out um and Verhage was the one that was doing it at this point so uh is that right they have uh Kachuk up on line one now yeah with Barkov so 
Verhage's on a line with Barkov and Kachuk. Uh, Balser is moving into the top six with Reinhardt and Bennett. I, I wouldn't even mind Balser's for a Sunday stream at this point. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I think Carter Verhage at 38% is, is a good spot for offense. He's not going to do much for you in the bangs. So let's uh, let's talk about our banger suggestion. Raj here has Marty Fevs, which is great because, again, you bring up the uh, the perfect schedule next week. This is a guy you can ride for two weeks and just stack up hits. Garnet Hathaway on the same team, really good, really good play. Um, all right, who's your guy? I'm going. I'm going a weird one. Very available. Going Connor Clifton. Uh, he didn't have a you know a huge banger game his last game. Um, but he played great last week. He three and a half hits per game, one and a half blocks per game. He's somebody out there getting multiple hits, multiple blocks each game. Um, I think that he's a good look. I like Connor Clifton. Little, that's a deep one. That's a deep one. I know. No, he had that really, really strong uh, offensive week. You know that the it was like a kind of coming out party. All right, mine's going to be Ben Sherratt, and it's just out of necessity at this point because there's not, you know, you look at Buffalo, yeah, maybe Ilya Labushkin, um, Matias Samuelson's on IR, so he would have been my pick. But um, there's not really any banger guys in Carolina. Maybe you go Jordan Stahl. There's nothing really going on. So I'm just going to go Ben Sherratt because they have the two off nights. They got four games. 18 hits, 10 blocks in eight games so far this season. 16 shots, doing a little bit of everything. Tom and Ice is really good. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, he is Mart Sider's partner. So uh, there's that. Honorable mentions, uh, you put up uh, Phil Deneau here, and I put Tage Thompson and Phil Horonic, who we did cover. So uh, what do you like about Deneau? He's only 18% owned. Um, he's on a three-game point streak, and uh, he has three games in four days to start the week. I like that. You know how I feel about three games in four days. It's one of my favorite things. So I think that he's a, a good look. All right, let's do some back-to-back analysis here. Uh, starting off on Halloween, Monday, Tuesday. Was that nobody? Nobody with a back-to-back? No, I put. I want no. I want nobody. Oh, There's nobody okay. I want to stream. Um, it, like I most certainly don't want a a Cali Pete's. You know, Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson I don't want yeah. him against the stars. That sounds horrible. Um, and I want and I want no part of fucking Charlie Lindgren either. You know what I mean? Those are pretty much the goalies that are available on like for that Monday Tuesday. Lingren's given up three goals in both appearances so far this year. So, no, I don't want to stream either of those people, which are the people I think are going to be the most available. Tuesday, Wednesday is not much prettier. You got the Flyers, uh, the New York Rangers, and then Toronto. So, Sandstrom against either of those two sounds awful. Uh, Pittsburgh, DeSmith versus Buffalo, you would think. Buffalo is like, they can put up goals. So, that's that's a scary one. Wednesday, Thursday, there are no back-to-backs. And Thursday, Friday, you got somebody earmarked here on the only set of back-to-backs. Um, I like Antti Ranta. Antti Ranta, 35%. So he is, you know, decently available in, in most leagues. Um, he's likely to see Buffalo instead of Tampa. And this year so far, you know, he has a 922 and a 1.93 goals against average. 
so far this season. Now, it's only been through two games played, but he has also showed a you know real ability, especially last year when Freddie got hurt, that he can actually carry the load too. Um, so I like Antiranta just in general. Whenever yeah, he's, he's playing, more... I'm down. To, I'm down to pick him up. I guess is the idea. Whenever he's playing, no, he is worth right. a stream. Yeah. He is one of like the more sturdy backups in the league. Uh, for Friday, Saturday. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, I'm looking. I'm. It, you got uh the Avalanche versus Columbus, and out of the goalies that are available, I'm taking Francis. Francis at forty six percent. Um, Georgiev obviously is much more owned, but Francis is available in over half of leagues, and I think that they're going to beat Columbus, and that's what I'm trying to get out of. Whenever I'm looking for a goalie stream, I'm looking for a fucking win. And I think that they're going to win. Saturday, Sunday has a bunch of them. The Panthers, the Red Wings, the Ducks, and the Maple Leafs. Uh, I'm with you. I think I like the uh, Florida Panthers versus the Ducks. So we're looking at Spencer Knight here. Um, why is he so highly owned? I, I'm I'm honestly, I don't exactly know. But he is at least a, you know, a go check. Um, the whole thing is I want no part of Anthony Stolarz, you know? I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to pick true. up Anthony Stolarz if Spencer Knight is available, um, which he is available in a quarter of leagues. He is definitely worth a look. I mean, Huso versus uh, the New York Islanders. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. New York Islanders are very scoring surprised. fucking points right now. I am so very that's surprised a tough that one. Spencer Knight's so highly owned. That is nuts. Okay, Jesus, so pretty much I, I will say this. Jesus. My main goalie streamer for the entire week, the one that I want the most, is Antiranta. That that's the that's the goalie stream that I am looking at the most. I want no part of Casey DeSmith. You are fully fucking aware of this. I want no yep. Lindgren. I want no Peterson. You know, I'll I'm down for a Francis. But Antiranta is my norm number one. Yeah. Um you know, Francis would be all right. I'm not as down on Charlie Lindgren as you are, um, but those matchups are tough. What was it? it was Carolina and Vegas. That's that's tough. Well, I mean, you have to take that stuff into account. Like, you have yeah, to understand Carolina, who, who they're playing. You're obviously look, looking for a win, so you have to walk a line of, like, that's what you got to do with these goalie streams. You have to walk a line on, do I think that, you know, this person is going to get a win? And if they don't get a win, are they at least going to, you know, get me some sort of points? So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, anti-Ranta, he's my number one. All right, I think streamer he should jump of on the week. Board. Streamer of the week, who do you got? Victor Olofsson. Is there? Yeah, I think Victor that's Olofsson. I'm glad that uh, like uh, I'm glad that he scored those two goals last night to really make me feel strong about this. But then he's probably going to score no points. But he is still my streamer <laughs> pick of the week. I I hope he pans out. I did a good job with Dawson Mercer last night or last week. So I'm hoping to go two for two in these last two weeks here. I think Martin Nietzsche's is an absolute layup if he's yeah. available. Uh, yeah. But chances are he's not going to be. Um, otherwise, I would go for somebody like Olafson. Um, you already had Olofsson here, so I'm going to go Middlestat as my guy. Raj had Dylan Strom as his streamer of the week, and that's going to be a two-week stream. 
He's top line center in Washington and getting top power play time here and there. So smart move as well. That's it. We're going to do this one. No edits. Uh, we're just going to throw on boop, the boop, boop, intro, boop. outro music. I got to get upstairs because my daughter is still sleeping. Um, that noise, by the way, that was my dog chasing my cat. So it's just, nice. It sounded like Maggie fell off the couch. Like, great. We just started. But um, now we're good. So shorter dude, episode here, but uh, no edit. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll catch you guys next time. We got Tuesday trends coming up, and then I'm going to Dallas for six weeks of training. So um, you guys are probably on your own again for the weekend preview. And then I'll I'll get settled in, and I'll meet you guys there for the week preview next time. So anyway, See thanks for then. listening, guys. Love yous. Love yous. Love yous.